When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the hockey game. Um, so Pavel Zaka got the okay. So the first period, as we mentioned, the Bruins got to a good start, but the rest of the period was pretty slow. I think they had nine shots through through twenty or most of the first twenty. What did you see happen to them um, after such a strong start? They had a power play. They didn't do much with it. It was almost kind of deflated them a little bit. Uh, what did you think kind of went wrong for them the rest of the the first period? That kind of after that after that uh, that early lead. Well, penalties for one. I mean, they just started racking up one penalty after another. And, you know, a couple like a couple of them were needed. You know, Lindholm's is they're on a power play, but he has to take an interference because the rush is going the other way. Hathaway just missed a check um, and ends up with a kneeing penalty. So I didn't think they were like super undisciplined, but. Um, that definitely hurt. That clearly like killed their momentum because I thought they were the better five on five team most of the night, but you just start constantly going on the penalty kill and really broke their momentum. Their penalty kill was good. Winnipeg finished the game over five. So, um, you know, an improvement for at least that half of the special teams uh, equation, but yeah, it did throw them off their five and five game. I thought it took, took a little while after kind of getting out of all those penalties for them to sort of get back on track and start to play, play well again. But the good news is that they didn't give up a goal during any of that. Um, Swayman played really well and, you know, sneaky important game for him because he hadn't been, he'd been a little subpar the past two games, definitely Sunday and that loss to Detroit, but even that, that Thursday night game against Edmonton, um, you know, especially that last goal where he kind of misplays the puck behind the net. So, you know, I thought this was one of his better games of the season and just, you know, really strong bounce back that, you know, you wanted to see from him. You don't want him to start potentially slipping at this point in the season. Yeah, and I'll I'll choose to pick up there because I think Scott's right about the penalty thing. Um causing that first to be a little bit weird. And also it was seven shots in the first period for the Bruins. So um, on goal, at least their first shot on goal was the gold. <laughs> I guess it was like what? 50 seconds in uh, really early goal for Frederick, but to, to pick up on this Wayman uh, topic of conversation, he played so well. Um, third shutout of this season looked great. Had the one weird thing I thought though, was there was like three or so times where he had his glove closed and then dropped the puck and it like popped back out. Um, I don't know what necessarily was going on with that one time. You get a quick whistle, so it, it didn't matter. Um, and another time it like bounced out in front and one of the Bruins defensemen cleared it out of the way. But um, other than that, really strong game from him uh deserved the shutout at the end of the game when hellebuck was pulled i'm thinking oh, what if he goes for it what if he goes for that empty net and then i'm just thinking to myself oh he probably just cares about the shutout but um in the back of his head he was thinking oh no he, he, he wants he wants a goal if, if there had been a chance he 
he definitely would have gone for it. Luckily for um, Winnipeg, there wasn't a, a, a clean chance at it for him, but Nosek ended up scoring an empty netter. So, um, yeah, he did. He did. Um, before we get to the, um, I want to get to the top line or the Bergeron line uh, in a bit. But before we do, I think we'll just mention touching the Zaka goal again, or not again, but um, Zaka scores again. And it was just a, uh, the latest example of, of him trusting his shot, using his shot more. And uh, it led to his um, career high in, in, in goals. I think it was his 18th goal of the season. And uh, just, I mean, again, he's just been such a, such a pleasant, pleasant addition to this team this year. Uh, thoughts on, on him giving the Bruins a 2 nothing lead and in the fashion that he did it. Yeah, we, we've seen it all season. He has a really good shot and he can score from distance and you know you don't have no team has like a ton of guys who can do that um but he's done it quite a bit and does it there with just a great snapshot up over hellebuck's shoulder um yeah like that's when we were talking about like you know zaka versus bertuzzi like we were talking about this on on sunday skiing you know we touched on, on the podcast as well uh you know like the difference between what Zaka brings to that line versus Bertuzzi. And it's like, they're both good playmakers, but Zaka has that ability to score from distance. Whereas I think obviously we haven't seen Bertuzzi score yet at all with the Bruins, but when he does score, he's a guy who had 30 goals last year. It's a lot from in close. So it's just, you know, a little bit different dynamic. And I think Zaka plays well on that line because they, they play so much off the rush that if you have a guy who can, who can score, um, you know, from the circles or even, you know, a little outside it, like that's, that's dangerous for, for a rush line. Jim Montgomery yeah. said how he, he accepts that, you know, that line might go chance for chance and he trusts them because he thinks they're going to come out on top because they're just more talented. Well, like that's how they're more talented. Obviously Pasta can do it. We know that, but when you have the other wing who can also, score from distance off the rush like that's you know that's how you end up dramatically outscoring the opposition even if you're trading chance for chance yeah and and it's important to have that longer shot score off the rush and it's it's dangerous because that means you can get the shot off before defense can get in position so you're you're going to catch them a little bit off guard you might even catch you know the goaltender off guard um, especially when we're talking about a goalie that's as good as Hellebuck. And unfortunately for Bertuzzi, his shot goes off the post and out, but Zaka's went off the post and in um, in today's game. So, I, I mean, he's had his best season goal-wise. Frederick, who also scored, is well beyond his best season goal-wise. Now he scored his 15th. Um, so, I mean, you're seeing a lot of guys this year just put up numbers that they haven't been able to in the past. Yeah, I mean that's true. That is true. It's been a it's been a team wide effort. Everybody's been kind of playing to their ceiling, and then some. Um, but with that said, I, I do want to bring up the 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 Burrs are online at this point because you know, ever so often I watch the Bruins and I think to myself, because because they do so many things well, and the guys we're talking about are so important to this team, and they're all world players, but. This is the second time this year that I can recall that they've gone through a significant dry spell. Um, and, and when I mean them, I mean Bergeron and Martian in particular. 
because I think the first time DeBrusque was out of the lineup, but they've been quiet. There's no doubt about it. They're, we know the power play struggles for this team, right? So the power play hasn't been clicking. So it's not like in the past where like, okay, maybe five on five, they're down, but they're on the power play scoring. The scoring's down all the way around for for, uh, for those guys right now. And dating back the last six games for the Bruins, so that is the Rangers game, the Oilers game, both Detroit games, Chicago, and tonight against the Jets. The last six games for the Bruins, Marchand, Bergeron, and DeBrusque have a combined seven points in an 18 combined games, right? Six games per guy. So, um I guess just like like this isn't the first time this year they've struggled. Uh, is it is it a sign of of them just being a little bit older at this stage in their career? Obviously not DeBrusque, or is it injury or ailment, or are they pacing themselves? Um, in those last um, six games, Martian has three points, and the other two each have two points respectively. So, just what are your thoughts on that line? Clearly, they're not clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, can I go first? Go. Uh, Okay. Um, so I think I honestly am not sure, Brian, to answer your question. Is it fatigue? Is it, um, you know, pacing themselves? I don't, I actually don't really think it was any of the things you listed. I think they might just be a little bit off. Um, and in particular, Marshawn, who, um, has one goal in the last eight games and, and that's not really a pace that he's, he's usually at a, at a quicker pace than that. Um, he's, I think as a line, they kind of just look like they're and – and maybe it's that defenses know what to expect from them, um, and they're, the matchups that they're getting are obviously good matchups. You know, they're seeing other teams' best defenders um, at times. So, you know, they're they're going up against the hardest players to play against defensively. So um, that might be part of it, but – as a whole, they they haven't been able to generate as much as as usual, get the passing going as much as usual. Maybe teams have kind of solved them a little bit, um, but I don't think it's fatigue or age or anything like that. Um, I'd be surprised if it was, and I don't think that they're like, I don't know, I, I don't think they're lacking, you know, inspiration as much as, well, they could be a little bit, but um but maybe just they're getting teams best defensive at first and they're, they're just a little bit off. I mean, I, I think the biggest factor is that Brad Marchand still isn't himself. And yeah. he told us that he told us that a couple of weeks ago, he said that he thought he would feel better than he did after getting by this point, after getting a double hip surgery in the off season. And he said, you know, he just ha- hasn't felt like he's been able to, get back to like being the player he was the last six seasons where yeah, like he, he might be slightly under a point per game now, but he's basically been right around a point per game all season. Um, But that's down from where he had been. Like he had been 90 to hundred points over 80 game seasons, not, you know, 80 point pace or 75 point pace. Um, And he said, you know, he just felt like he couldn't really be as completely in control um of of the puck when he's on it and you know in control of kind of play um when he's out on the ice and i think that i think that's it like it not to say it's all about him or you know it has nothing to do with bergeron and debrusque like yeah i'm sure those guys can be better too but when like 
when and if that line is at its best, it's Marshan driving it. Like he's the one over, you know, for the last several seasons, who's been the best offense. Him and Pasenak are the best offensive players on the team. Um, and Marshan really hasn't been for stretches of this season. And we, we know why. And, and he said he doesn't regret getting the surgery. He needed to get it. Otherwise his career could end much sooner than he wanted. Um, but yeah, but it was a major surgery and he's still not 100% himself. And I think, you know, I don't know if he's going to get there before the playoffs. I don't know if it, you know, it might take a full regular off season of regular training because that's the other thing. It's not just the surgery and what that does to your body. It's you lose your entire off season. You lose everything you, you usually do to get ready for a season and trying to do all that during the season is a lot tougher. So, um, you know, to me, that's the biggest factor. And And I think, you know, I think the silver lining is that they, for once, you know, unlike previous years, they have the depth scoring. They have a second, third line, even a fourth line. They have defensemen involved on offense. So you don't have to rely on that line. The other silver lining is they're still not giving up goals. They are one of the best defensive lines in the NHL. So, um, at the very least they're, they're breaking even pretty much every night. So, um, you know how they use that in the playoffs and whether or not they get going offensively at some point remains to be seen. Obviously it makes the team a whole, uh, you know, a hell of a lot scarier if they do start to turn on offensively and Marshan starts looking like himself, but, um, yeah, for now it, it hasn't really happened yet. And can I can I just point out a stat that I just I did the math on while Scott was talking. Um, so he's on pace for twenty seven to twenty eight goals, depending on how you round, um, which would be the fewest goals in a season for him if he has twenty seven um, in eight seasons. So I mean, obviously he missed time in the beginning, so that's going to factor in. But we're looking at a lot of seasons where he has over thirty goals, and right now he's at twenty. Um, and, and on pace to have about 27 or 28. So if you go back and look at those stats, he, the stats kind of bear that out. Obviously, um, if he doesn't miss the first month plus of the season, those numbers look different. But just um, as a point of reference to what the numbers might look like at the end of the season for him, it might be right around 27. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that he missed the first month, right? So um you could you could safely assume that would be probably mid thirties, right? Otherwise, um, but for me, it's not even the goals or lack thereof. It's like, it, does he look like Martian out there? And clearly, he doesn't. And the, and the reasons are justified, right? And Scott listed all of them off. And I'm not here to 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 bash their, one of their best players at all. Um, I guess I guess what I'm simply saying is, and Scott, you mentioned like, well, this Bruins team is different. They can weather it because they have the depth, and I agree with that. The problem is. If you go into a playoff series or a playoff season, you can't have your depth scoring turn into your primary scoring. It's only depth scoring if your primary scoring is scoring, right? I mean, I know that's kind of you can you can look at it both ways, right? If you if your depth scoring isn't scoring and your primary score isn't scoring, you have no scoring. I get that. I know. I'm just saying, um, I I don't think this Bruins team can win a Stanley Cup if, if those guys aren't producing significantly more than they are right now. And, and and I'm concerned because I agree with the reasons that you listed off and I don't blame him for not 
being the 110 point guy that he was a few years ago because he didn't have a full off season of, uh, of training. He didn't have a full preseason. He didn't have a first month of the season. Um, I, 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 I understand all that. So, but, okay, but the reality is the playoffs do start in a month though. For, like, can, like, can he get to that level? And I think it's unfair to assume that he will just because the playoffs are starting. So I, that's yeah. why I think it could be reason for concern a little bit. And DeBrusque, let's not forget, I have no idea what the recovery is like for, you know, what what bone did he break? Um, no. Is the funny bone? No. <laughs> Either <laughs> way. Was, wh- whichever the smaller of the bones in the lower leg is. I always get them confused. So. Me too. That's the problem. But anyway, I have no idea yeah, what the recovery is. I, I broke one of them and I still get them confused. So. A skiing accident, by the way. Um, not a bar fight or anything like that. Um, but no, I don't know what the recovery time on that is either and what the recovery process for something like that is. I mean, you got to imagine breaking something like that and you're putting so much force on your legs when you're like cutting at your edge and when you're skating. So, I mean, just take that into consideration as well. Um, they're not. I, I doubt DeBrusque would say he's a hundred percent. I'm sure he feels pretty good, but um, that's another you know thing to think about when we talk about that line as well, because he's coming back after missing quite a chunk of time. Um, and he took a little bit longer to come back than they originally thought. So um, yeah, I guess those are all things to put into the equation of why that, line might be struggling a little bit right now but i want to change subjects to before you do on the as far as like you know you need your top scorers i think it's pretty like it's safe to say at this point that their primary scoring line is the check line yeah has been all season um those are their top three five on five scorers so i think like you almost have to like look at it a little different than years past where it's like yeah, the Bergeron Martian line is always going to be listed first on the depth chart, and they might get more minutes and, you know, tougher matchups and all that. But the Zaka Crazy Pasenak line, like, that's the one that's going to need to score. Like, when you talk about, you know, you need your top scores, yes, I think at some point you're also going to need Marsha and Bergeron DeBrus to be going offensively. But to me, like, Zaka Crazy Pasenak's. That, that has become the line that you need consistently going. Like, that's, at least offensively, that's your top line. Yeah, and and five on five, you mentioned five on five. Remember last year at the end of the season, we we're just, I feel like we we're putting up articles constantly and talking constantly about how they couldn't get things going five on five. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they can't get things going on the power play and, and, and their five on five play is, you know, among the top in the league. So it's just kind of kind of funny, and obviously we talk about the different pieces they have this year and the different the the depth that they have this year that helps them be able to do that. I mean, the check line you only had one member on that team last season, <laughs> so uh, we're we're talking about different pieces because you don't have Zaki, you don't have Krejci last year to 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 add to that mix. By the way, I I, I tweeted this, so if, if you guys saw it, then it's going to be spoiled. But the third I mentioned the top three five and five scores are Pasenak one. Krejci and Zaka now tied for two. You know who's fourth in five and five points? Lindholm. Uh, who did you say the first three were? Oh, is it Lindholm? Did you say is it Lindholm? No, Coyle. No. What, 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 what were the options? Who were the first three? First Check. three were 
Pasenak won. Krejci and Zaka tied for second. Oh, yeah, I feel it's. I feel like it's Coil. No. Yeah. Coyle? Coyle? Charlie Coil fourth and five and five points. Pride of Weymouth, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Pride, pride of the South Shore Kings, 92s.